Well, welcome to another episode of Beyond Four Walls. As usual, my name is Abel, your host, and with me today, um, my co-host partner in crime is Anthony. How you doing, Anthony? Good, good. What's up, guys? Um, what's up, what's up? I know um, it's just me and you today, so we are holding the fort. <laughs> um, in today's episode, we are kind of diving in a couple uh, things, but... What I wanted to address was the big news that's been coming out this week. Uh, the Supreme Court, um, as of today, um, day of recording, have three major cases. They've they've ruled on quite a few, but there's three major ones that I kind of wanted to focus on that I think uh, would affect um, Christian living and how Christians should respond to these situations as well to make sure we're responding appropriately. Um, and I go, uh, we'll go like kind of one by one. The oldest one out of the three we're going to mention is, which is interesting, we talked about last episode, which is affirmative action. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, ruled against uh, keeping that as an implementation for colleges to consider race as a form um, in consideration of application. Um, and they ruled away from that kind of trying to push app, uh, push uh, the idea of, quote unquote, fairity being through the merits and quality of the student's applica- application without race. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because from articles and what people have been saying, this could tr- uh, transition not only from the idea of it happening, affirmative action being taken away from schools, but as many jobs use that same criteria or concept of affirmative action within the workplace and using that same implementation of race, but not only race, but gender or sexual orientation within a uh, diversity uh, demographic building um a, a diverse uh, demographic within their within their companies and executive teams um but that could be a, a situation where this case could transition into employment and where i think that's important is because not only uh is it going to affect how our our kids um as in the community of the church go to school and apply but also the idea of how we work as adults and how that uh, that changes but also how we could respond to that in general. I'll kind of give the floor to you and then go, go from there. Um, it's just, you know, it's tough because we get it, you know, it helps promote diversity and, you know, make it quote unquote fair so that, cause you know, if, If the country is, you know, as racist as people claim it is, then you would see companies just hiring, let's say, for example, just white people. And then all the Hispanics, blacks, everybody else doesn't get to go to the school they want, get the job they want. Then it's like, we understand that obviously that's problematic, but at the same time, that's only needed because we're human and we and we have those prejudices so if we if we look at it through the lens of the bible we shouldn't need that because we should treat everybody fair and equal and race race gender that that should be the least of my opinion is that everything should be based on your merit your abilities, your skills, what you show that yeah. you're able to do. I think that because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's what a 
interview is for, right? To to get to know the person and see if they're good. So yeah, I think none of those other things should be part. I think my worry when it comes to how we respond to that is either our over response to either way, and I think um, yeah, that's overcorrect. Either like as in Christians, are like oh. What a good thing! Like we're all children of God, and like over respond and then neglect. Uh, because I feel like we're in a very poor, especially in America, very polarized in directions we go mm-hmm. and extremes. And then I think we either overcorrect and try to yeah. ignore people's struggles that they're going through. Because there's obviously certain mm-hmm. in inner cities, no matter white or black, there's inner cities that struggle through things. And yeah. or we try to overcorrect and try to just give people things that they, they don't deserve. But exactly when I was like kind of looking into this and looking back, I think it's one of those things where if we look at how God kind of started implementing how we treated, quote unquote, foreigners. So the people of Israel, anyone mm-hmm. that was an Israelite were like called foreigners. Yeah. And then uh, um, and our relationship to them and taking them on. And when God approved of the, of the addition of foreigners, eventually the idea that we should treat them as our own, as Israelites, and they shouldn't have. And then even if you look at the at the New Testament when the gospel started being spread, the idea of that being implemented. But it's it's gonna always gonna be a challenge because our natural tribalism of wanting to protect our own yeah. is mm-hmm. is the biggest issue. Um, and then wanting for like our blood relatives to have success or our friends to, to have success it's a natural inclination um, of things. But I think as a, as a church, I, I, or as a community, I think one of the big ways we can respond to that is making sure we're consistent, no matter the ruling or not. Like, I think that would uh, alleviate, at least on our side, how we respond to them. Cause like you said, we are just consistent across the board. And if you show consistent love to everyone, and adapt exactly. adapt that love. I think one of the things if we show that we could adapt the love per situation, like okay, you're struggling with X Y Z, then let's adapt it there. If you're struggling through X Y Z, let's love you this way. And I think if if we're fluid with that, as God is adjust to, is able to adjust with us, I think that's going to really provide a great response to what we're looking to do. So yeah. that's the first ruling. We kind of talked about that last episode, so don't want to over uh, repeat what we said there. The second one, which is a really interesting one, because it's like, for example, we have this podcast. I do photography, so I think this one's gonna really be more. Uh, you're gonna see this more in action soon, mm-hmm. as uh, Christian business owners are gonna be more affected. Is there is a case brought um, from the state of Colorado, a web designer denying making a website for gay marriages that's the prim- that that was the the, the issue um mm-hmm. and the supreme court ruled in favor of her um stating uh that it's a case of uh free speech and she didn't believe yeah. in uh gay marriage so that's why they uh went ahead and approved hers um, uh sided with her um because typically especially in colorado or states that have any anti-discrimination laws if you're in a public if you're a public business you're not allowed to deny service but they went the route of free speech which allowed them to go on her side i think it's a unique because it could be flipped which i'll talk about in a second but how do you think 
Christians to respond to this because obviously there's gonna be a big backlash, also a big support for Christians to now stand, quote unquote, for their values. It's just well, f- my political opinion first. It's well, we we live in a supposedly free country, so I feel if a business. Because, you know, it's different if it's a government entity that is paid by taxpayer dollars. Yeah. They have to be held to a more strict because technically they represent the government and the government shouldn't be discriminatory. So, But when it comes to a, a business... Privately owned. They ha- exactly. It, like, they should have the right to choose whoever their client is because... If, you know, the losses to them because they won't be making the the money that they would be getting paid for that service. So, a uh, business, and, and we see that in other types of business. If if I go to, let's say Walmart, and I do something, they have the right to kick me out and 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 not allow me to go back. And if I go back, they're allowed to kick me out. So why is it okay for some some businesses, uh, especially big ones that have a lot more weight and pull in, in, in society are allowed to do things, but then when it comes to these small businesses, they want to go down their throat. And, and So as a business, especially in this country, if we were in a different country, you know, I can't speak for that, but we're supposed to be in this free country. So if the reason of denying somebody's shouldn't be an issue. And it's like, that's not the only, I believe it was, was a graphic artist or graphic web, designer. Web designer, yeah. Web designer. Web designer, yeah. yeah. So it's like, there's other options. It's not like that's the only web designer in the country, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I feel it's like they're just trying to get a quick buck and, and you know, well, to... she's the one that brought the case, so I'll, I'll just to like kind of. She, oh, okay, okay, okay. She's the one that brought up the case. Now, the only thing that if let's stick on the political side, or at least the practical side of things, the yeah. only the only worry with uh, this case being brought up is one, where do you, uh, where do you draw the line into what who can you choose and not choose as your as your client now she went with the right of free speech in a religious stance of she doesn't believe in that but mm-hmm. i mean there are religions that believe crazy things and um to be consistent if we're going to be consistent who or who are how can we deny their rights of religious stance if let's say they say they don't want to serve mixed race couples or they don't want to serve um black people or spanish people like there's there's where do we draw the line there? Be because obviously we believe in that, um, in 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 her religious belief. But even let's say vice versa. Let's say, I mean, quote unquote, if you if you make oh like woke culture a religion in in its sense, mm-hmm. then they can they can flip it and fabricate the same opposite where they don't but they don't want to serve Christians because they don't believe we don't believe in what they believe in, and we we're like and uh, so. In that side of things, I think it is a slippery slope with this case because now you're mm-hmm. opening the door for anyone to use this to deny service in 
in ways we would say yeah. it's wrong, but in quote unquote the the way the stance and the way it's written could be open to the decision there. Yeah, I get you. That's the that's the problem because then it's like, are, are we going to take every single instance to the Supreme Court? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's one of those things where like then, it's, yeah. it's it's hard because you 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 open a slippery slope where it could be reverse engineered against Christians. Um, so I think in in a political stance. I would have, like, uh, I know a couple of photographers that are Christian business owners, and in the way they work around it is they don't they don't put that stance, but they're never available for if it's for that, for the for the couple or yeah um they do they work they no they do other ways around than they just say flat out hey we're not gonna do it because of our religious stance. So I think in a practical sense, I think that's the best route. Um, now, that, that's the thing. First, as a, as a business owner, if you're looking to be successful, you should have a strategic mind and, and do things more strategically. That's why, like I said, I feel it's just a, a ploy to she, the business owner might be trying to do this to get in the headlines and, and make her business even more popular but at the end of the day it's like it's just like it doesn't we can't just use a different you don't have to say like just like you said people will be like oh i'm unavailable and yeah it's, it's use a different strategy don't yeah don't go that route it's it's surprising that they they went to free preacher about um now it's gonna be tough because what they stated was that she was an artist and her artwork is her free speech so it'd be interesting, like, for example, okay. someone that just literally does catering services or cleaning services, that's not really, it'll be hard to justify that. So it's going to be, there's going to be an interesting case moving forward but in implementation. That's the thing. That's the thing, because talking about the, there was one, I think it was 2018 with the uh, baker that yeah. they don't want to. The, 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 the cake, uh, yeah. the wedding cake. Exactly. Designer, yeah. And she Which had a technically. Technically, she can say the same thing. That is art, because if you're making a cake, that's art. Yeah, it's, it's and that that word of like what art is like, you're you're. It's so broad in general. Yeah, it's broad. Like, there's the art of conversation. There's like, there's all the. Yeah. You can, everyone <laughs> can say this is my like art. Like basketball players say that yeah. that's their art playing basketball. So it's gonna be hard to justify this now in a, in a spiritual uh, sense or like a, re yeah. a religious response. How do you think should it's always one of those things like should we like shout from the high grounds and be like we're christians we're against all this xyz and like take the repercussions there and like be like fire and brimstone type of thing or how like this, that's always like the like the two spectrums of like how should we respond in our beliefs yeah the problem is that then we get into the hierarchy of sin and then do we revert back to, you know, the speaking as the Protestant side of things? We left the Christian, the, we left the Catholic Church for these same reasons, right? They have categories of sin, then they get into all that, venial sins. And so, you know, we got away from that. And we supposedly believe that all sin is sin, sin is equal, there's no greater or higher sin or whatever so then this that's when this comes into play because the the issue is that as much as we try to 
pretend we don't have those preconceived notions, we do. Yeah. We see, oh, homosexuality, that's terrible. Yeah. Or fornication or adultery, like, those are the worst ones, but it's like, you know, God says all sin is sin, all sin is punishable by, by death. Uh, Bible literally says if you broke the law in one point, you broke them on all. So, yeah. if, even if you lie, that makes you an adulterer, that makes you a, that makes you everything. Because if you broke it in one, you broke all of them. So, in the, in the, that's the problem that we have because it's like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't serve them because they're, it's homosexuality, so you have to put a stance. But then, are you are you holding that same standard for? Are you vetting the like? Let's say I, I'm the web, de- I'm the designer. Yeah, and then say no, I'm not gonna help you because you're a same sex marriage. That's homosexuality. I don't believe in that. Yeah. So then the next client that comes in, am I gonna be like, Have you ever lied in your life? When's the last time you lied? So in, lying, yeah. lying is a sin too. So are you not going to help them because they're a liar? So or is it just in particular to so. this one, which I mean, I guess it's unique. This is why this one's unique. Her stance was she'll make any, she'll serve them in any web design. Like she'll do the web serving, but she won't make a website specifically promoting gay marriage. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So that was that was her stance. Like I'll 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 serve you if you want to make a hypothetical. If you want to make a website. No, I don't know. Yeah, selling selling T-shirts, whatever it be, but I'm not gonna mm-hmm. make a website instance of gay marriage promoting the specific. Yeah. yeah, so that that makes if it's if it's if that's the truth and that's the way she she dealt with it or managed it, then then that's that that I can agree more with that because you know you're not saying I'm not. Doing, I'm not trying to help you, dude. But if if it's promoting the specific sin, then yeah, that makes sense. But but even then, like, but but in general, that's the that's the problem. But even harder. But even let's just say we look at that situation. I don't want to make a website for promoting gay marriage, but helping them reach their dreams as a couple, if they want to be business owners and they're reaching, is that helping them? From are you implicitly promoting them because? Let's say their dream was to sell houses as a as real estate couple, like a couple of, of like a real estate couple. And that's their job, like them too as a gay couple. They're selling houses. They may want to make a real estate website. Quote unquote, aren't you implicitly saying this is okay because you're making that website for a gay couple real estate company? So that's where it's like no, it's hard to like, yeah, to. But I, I, again, it goes back to the same thing because you didn't vet. Let's say it's a it's a male and female couple. Did you ask them, are you a liar? Or is your husband sleeping with somebody else? So it still goes back to that. It's like, you don't know. Their sin might be something else yeah, that's not, and not visibly. A, yeah. Exactly. So it's like. It's it's tough. Um, it, Like, for example, it is, it is tough. Like, there are certain situations. Like, for example, someone that officiates weddings. Like if you do that in a, in a public as a public company, but you have Christian faith values, that one's mm-hmm. that one's tough because you you there's certain in certain there's certain areas where like I feel like you it's specific it's yeah, specifically it's, approving something, but yeah, like yeah, exactly. like you said, like 
you might marry someone that you don't know beats the person beats up the person that he's about to marry or like you said is an alcoholic like those are just as equally as bad um exactly but it's i guess it i mean the the issue is that you know since you don't know you're not technically approving of that yeah like if someone's an alcoholic you don't know and you you marry them quote unquote it comes down to that if to you don't know that if you know then you're you're liable yeah so i i it's it is for example opposite on a plumber like that doesn't matter because all you're doing is fixing pipes like and not in a in, in downcasting of the job but like there's no you're doing a service for the person in a sense that is just to make sure the living aspect that it, yeah there's no consequence of if you do it this you know yeah 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 i get you so it is a tough one i think especially for business owners i think the the biggest way as christians we should respond as business owner is try our best to um to play that line uh uh very very careful because more wise yeah because like you said one of the homosexuality and uh, sexual identity is the like go-to sin right now and you know Mm -hmm. that changes over culture over time um but i do think the bible is does speak about sexual impurity being affecting us much more heavy than other sins even though it's not a ranking it does say yeah, uh-huh. it does say that sexual impurity hurts the body itself and hurts and in in a in a different way than other sins do, and I think and I and I think that it, it that is true. Um, yeah, but the what we have to remember also is that if you see, I can't remember. I think it was Paul. He says for the, I think he uses fornication as an example. He says, for those that cause division, cast them out. But the fornicator and all these other guys, restore them. And that's the issue that we have a lot. We want to cast out. We do the opposite. So the public sin, because we feel is worse, because whatever, it affects people publicly. We shun them away. Oh, take them out of positions, this and that. But then... The person who causes division, they're lying, they're scheming behind the scenes, and we can't see it. Those we glorify and we put them in positions because we can't see it. Yeah. But the Bible literally says, help restore the the fornicator and these other things. But the one that's causing division and stuff, cast them out. So that goes to that. that. Like, yeah. and, And if you think about it, for the most part, a sexual sin only affects what? two three people max yes. the baby if they if so but lying and deceiving can affect way more people than 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 some sexual sin or something like yeah so the, the verse I if was, we're if we're looking at numbers you know yeah the verse i was uh looking at is in uh first corinthians chapter six and particularly the one i was looking at was uh verse 18 it says flee mm-hmm. flee from sexual sexual immorality all other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against his body. Um, so I think that's where it's um, that verse kind of shows the the consequence or the implementa- uh, impl- implications of sexual immorality. That it is something that the the Bible shows us that that there is a heavier consequence. The sin is well, not consequence. I would. I wouldn't say heavier. It's just 
differentiating that it affects you physically as well as a spiritual problem. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I get from that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like there is a different different consequence, not a heavier consequence, because yeah, all yeah. all the cons- uh, consequence brings to death. It's all death. Yeah, but, but in a sense, there's a physical of, aspect. There's yeah. a physical aspect. So I think. There is something in how we respond to sexual normality, sexual uh, problems or, or situations when it comes to personally, community-wise, and nation. So I think it is something for a public outcry um, in that sense of things where, like, other sins, like you said, are have their different consequences. But this one, in particular, the Bible kind of focuses on being an issue from the beginning of 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 mankind sexual immorality sexual issues you saw them gomorrah you mm-hmm. see you see that being like the driving factor of usually our fall david mm-hmm. like pretty much um had the same issue so i think it's it's a a trending problem and mm-hmm. i think there's a reason why the bible kind of mentions it a lot where you mm-hmm. say something yeah, well, I I was, but I'll just I'll hold off because I I I'll, I need to do a little bit more research. But yeah, yes, so yeah, it's just it's interesting. Yeah. So I I think th- there is um some thread a thread. Obviously, there's there's more to look into that, but I think even in the in the man of the bible in the men in the bible or you 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 see that same issue in a sense of uh. Um, not Solomon. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name. Samson. Samson had mm-hmm. that, that issue. So sexual morality being being a problem in the Bible and being being explained in a little deeper way, I think is super important. Um, is there's a reason why that's happening? Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the second case, and then uh, the last case is, um, which is really big, is the student debt relief plan of mm-hmm. Biden was declined as well. And that one's a little interesting uh, because it's student relief. So what how sh- what does it have to do with Christianity? But I think it's super important because the Bible does speak about how we should forgive debt, how should we treat debt, and should we even take on debt. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in a, in particularly to student debt and how you see the Bible kind of speaking about paying your debts, do you think as a Christian, we should be like, okay, it was the debt I took, even if I was foolish, whatever it may be, I'm responsible for it, I need to pay for it? Or do you think that, quote, unquote, that's grace, being able to take relief to be able to pay off our debt? How do you view view that side of things? Well, real quick, politically, politically it's kind of crazy because wasn't that one of his, uh, his talking points was doing that and helping students. Like, yeah, yeah, that was that was like one of the reasons. He, like his big points of winning the election was that. That's how you see like politics is what it is. It's politics. Like they say what they got to say to get on there, regardless of what side you're on the aisle you're on, Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. They all it's part of the game. Lying is part of the game. Yeah. So it's like. That's literally what politics is. You do what's popular at the time. Well, I mean, then... I guess to defend him on, real quick, I mean, he technically tried to do it. It just got declined by the Supreme Court. Yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, I, I heard of people that did benefit from it. So, yeah. But um, my cousin actually okay. got hit. I mean, it wasn't enormous, but still. 
Um, but yeah, looking at it biblically, um, I'm more right leaning, I guess you would say. Um, if you got a debt, you got to pay for it as part of, you know, your decision making. Now, obviously, is it rigged? Is it terrible? Should they have interest on it? Yeah, you can get into all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you, you chose to, you know, it's not, you weren't no way to put a gun to your head and made you do something. So it's like you chose to get that, receive that, take that on. So yeah, it's your responsibility. Yeah. I, I, to, um, yeah. The, I mean, the Bible does speak about um, paying the debt that you take, that you shouldn't take any mm-hmm, debt and, exactly. not, and not pay it. Um, but it's interesting because if you look at um, the year of Jubilee, which it's it's you the year of Jubilee, as I like look at it into more, it's interesting because there's these like m- you know whole sections of chapters that speak about how it should work in the Old Testament, but there's really no example in the Old Testament of actually being implemented. So it's it's a unique thing. But in the year of Jubilee, like after those fifty years, debts are paid off. Like as in like you didn't pay, yeah. them, they're just forgiven they're like there's there's no it just reset so yeah but there there is first of all it's 50 years so it's hard for a debt to last that long yeah but if it wasn't like what i could compare it to is that we it's a system we have here in the states is like um uh what's the word i'm looking for bankruptcy if you if you declare bankruptcy, you have seven years, and after the seven years, then that clears off of your of your history, and it's like it never happened. So we do have something similar in that fashion, but yeah, I mean that would be all that that'd be cool, and if they implement something like that, where it's like you have to, let's say you get a student loan, and you pay it for. 15 or 20 years straight and if you're still as long as you're making your payments and you never miss the payment or anything like that then that that would be interesting if they if they clear it off and do something like that because yeah it's it's, in the in the case itself it's kind of um very hard to do a one that really is fair to everyone because what do you do to the people that already paid their student loans or what do you do to people that went to school and never even um, or what are the people that never even took on student loans? They worked and paid it themselves. Or <clears throat> what are the people that, because their justification is that, you know, like it was too expensive, they were young, and they did stupid stuff and getting those loans. Um, what are the people that, you know, went to school but never finished but had all these student loans? Like they never even, we're paying off debt, giving them forgiveness for something they didn't even complete. Um mm-hmm. What do you do? People that instead of going to school, they went and tried to open a business when they're eighteen. They took on debt there. So there's a lot of factors in the sense of um, the fairity on the on the legal aspect. But I think in the in the Christian aspect, our way we treat debt is too entrenched in the American system, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which um, in a sense the way it works, it's it's not very co- in correlation to what the Bible says. So I, I think in the way we treat that, one of the biggest issues that most people have is uh, they over, they overbuy. 
beyond their means, mm-hmm. which causes which which causes the debt and which causes the issue, not just in, in student loans. Um, so I think that's where we need to be be careful in, in seeking what the Lord really wants from us. Um, and in that sense, using debt for, I guess, quote unquote, God's will. Like if God's telling you to truly go to Harvard or to truly go to school, I don't think everyone needs to go to school. Um, then I guess that would be wrong. But I mean, in a perfect financial world, like if we really invested it in the community, like as in how money should be running and moving, yeah. the community could possibly even pay for like the quote unquote, the body of Christ would pay for that person to go to school or pay for, for those services. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which would avoid even that those people like people getting into debt. So I think it's the church's financial strength is so weak in how we how strong the church's financial strength should be that it causes ways into us falling into debt in the ways we shouldn't. And mm-hmm. because we don't follow God's will so strongly, we're just going to school to go to school or we buy a house because we want a house or we do this, we do this and we get into debt that we shouldn't get into. And I think that's yeah. the, the, probably the biggest issue there. And then we have to also understand that, you know, we live in a democracy first and in that democracy, there's a capitalism, yeah, which is completely opposite of what the Bible teaches. So the, the debt that the Bible teaches is specific there's no interest involved it was against the the law to overcharge people interest yeah exactly so i loan you five grand that's what you're paying me back i wasn't allowed to add one percent per month and you have to pay me back extra so you know living in a in a capitalistic world that's how these loan agencies and banks that's how they make money I gave you 50 grand, but you end up paying me 80 grand at the end. So, I mean, that's how it, you know, it's all about profit and making money. So understanding that the, the debt biblically is, you know, I gave you five, you pay me five versus the system that we use here is, you know, it's never going to work unless we go with the biblical model because, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, if I borrow 50 and I end up paying 80, you know, so it has to, it has to do with that until, which will probably never happen until the government implements something like that. It's always going to be an issue. It's always going to be a problem. Yeah. And I think one of the, also, if you look at, um, the court, the kingdom, which, uh, if you look at, even if you look at, um, um, I'm listening to a series about like the garden of Eden, like in progression from there, and one of the mm-hmm. things you look at the Garden of Eden, like everything was supplied. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. there, there was no need of borrowing anything because you just, you just had everything, and that was you like, had access to everything. The king, which is God or the Lord, which is no king before that, was um, was the one that had the duty to provide everything to to its his people. Yep, exactly. Um, and then again. If you look from the beginning, God's original was always to give us everything, and we would just be fully dependent on Him. There was it wasn't uh, that was the idea. So I, I think, like you said, it, we live in a financial uh, financial society or uh, uh, economic structure that isn't where the government gives us everything. But even if you look at the American dream, it's that 
the individual <clears throat> the american dream is that the individual the achieved yeah. the power um the or yeah. not the power achieved the goals of buying a house and doing getting his business doing all these other things by their own merit by their by their own merit where if you look at mm -hmm. it from the beginning god's design was it's not about you guys it's, it's not about, i'm going to give you everything only because of i love you and i have grace and i have mercy over you guys exactly see that's that's what that's why it's hard for us as a democracy when we read the bible to understand it fully yeah because you know i say this all the time it's all it's about a king a kingdom and his children we are his children we came from him now we lost our way and that's why we have to come back through jesus to get back into the family into the kingdom that's why if, if we read the bible the only thing Jesus preached was kingdom. Every time he's preached, the kingdom is like this. The kingdom is like that. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't preach about prosperity, because he's the source. He pros. So he he provided for people. Yeah. He doesn't have to preach about it. He didn't preach healing. He healed the people. He didn't preach deliverance. He delivered people from demons. He didn't have to preach these things. He preached the kingdom, and if you're in the kingdom, then you get all these benefits. That's why the Bible says, "Preach the good news of the gospel." What is the good news of the gospel? The gospel is the kingdom. And the good news is that you get all these benefits for being under the kingdom. Now you don't have to worry about. That's why it says if he takes care of the birds, of course, he's going to take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. He's the owner of the gold and silver. So it's always talking about this. J Jesus, that's what he came to establish. That's why it says the kingdom is at hand. Something that's at hand means it's here. It's yeah. already here. Yeah. That's why, you know, we get confused and we read Revelation and all this stuff and we think we we want to set it in the future. Oh, in the future. No, we have to live the kingdom now. It's at hand. That's why, you know, it's hard because we wake up, we open our eyes and we're still here. But spiritually, we have to live as if we're already there. Yeah. And then that would start manifesting. It's not that that is not that we don't believe that we're going to, you know, there's going to be a new earth and a new heaven or that Jesus is coming back to, to reconcile everything, yeah. but we have to live as if we're there now. And, and that's, if, if you think about it, that's what we're doing, right? We change how we talk. We change the things we do when we come to Christ, we change all these things. Why? Because now we're a citizen of the kingdom. So now we don't curse anymore the kingdom has its own language we speak good things and, and that that's what it is at the end of the day is the bible is about a king a kingdom and his children and we're you know we're reading it with this democracy mindset and it's completely opposite yeah and i think one of the things that like when you're when people speak about uh a financial structure in um rooted in the bible many people think about like we're just all going to be poor and broke but if you look at Sol mm -hmm, if you look exactly. at Solomon's like reign, where people were, it's talking about like gold and silver were like so common, like it wasn't even <clears throat> mm -hmm. of value, like people just had it. I think if 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 that's a prime example of success can be driven, like riches can be attained, um, if we just follow the Bible, and I I think in a christian thing if you know if you're if you're transitioning into making the decision of going to college and taking on student loans um 
I think one of the things you should really consider is what's God's plan for me. And it's tough when you, you know, I'm only, I'm 30, but I mean, I remember, you know, remember when I was 20, 18, you know, 16, like you have no, I had no view of God's um, plan in me, but I think, <clears throat> so I guess I'll go age there. And if you already have student loans, but I think one of the issues the church has in why many kids just recklessly get student loans or recklessly just do many things is that mm -hmm. there's no, there's only a spiritual guidance through the church, but not a, a life guidance. Like, Hey, these yeah. are the things, or how do you, you know, like, you know, you mentioned a lot is the amount of investment of prayer life Jesus had yeah. in mm -hmm. when he was here on earth. And I mm -hmm. think the, the lack of teaching our kids or teaching not just our kids and youth, but even adults, the amount of investment yeah. of prayer life Jesus had to is the driving force of how he was well, obviously it was God, but as in the driving force, even for the disciples to be able to do what they did was he was showing them prayers, the foundation of finding God's voice, finding God's oh. will, and also receiving the, the quote unquote power of God is through prayer. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah uh being able to not only be a spiritual uh uh household of the the church but being you know like in, investing in other areas but also teaching our youth like pray like don't don't make that decision without praying like find god's voice is is super important mm -hmm. and then if you have that i think restructuring your life to to the simplicity of what god wants your life to be i think you're able to achieve mm -hmm. a lot more like I was so, you know, working at the bank, you, you, you see so many people like that work everyday jobs, but they have the latest iPhone, they have the, you know, the latest this and latest that. And it's like, yeah, uh -huh. if you didn't have all these things, you might be able to be able to pay off this. Like, yeah. cause I see people that make half of what I make and have like 10 times more than savings. And then I've seen people make triple what I've make and have nothing in their savings. Yeah. And I, and I think, finding finding god in your finances and finding god's voice in your decision making is really gonna is really gonna solve your issue and i, I think like you said depending on a government that is not centered on crisis it's foolish in any aspect mm -hmm. um so yeah so those those are the those are the cases that that came up um but the to, to touch on that real quick yeah that's what you know i want to commend my church because you know because you guys have summer of care right now yeah not only that but it has there's three main i guess you would call it sunday school type things one is more of the is more like central about small groups and everybody being vulnerable talking to each other and talk about spiritual things yeah then they have another one that's geared more for leadership which is like the next step if you want to become a leader stuff like that and then they have a it's called a financial track which they go and they teach about you know your personal finances and the finances of your home and how to do it correctly according to the bible stuff like so it's like you were saying the church needs to have more hands on deck more investment affect more investment on on us as the people yeah we have to think as a church as a entity that can provide more than just oh service and 
Yeah, the spiritual council. Like, of course, yeah, exactly. Of course, we need the spiritual part of it, but pr- practical things the church is supposed to be there for. Yeah, we see it in in the, in the New Testament. They people were selling their stuff, giving it to the to the apostles, so then they can distribute it among others themselves. So it, yeah. it wasn't only a spiritual thing; it was a practical, physical thing as well. And it's like. That's the problem. Most churches, they don't provide these things, financial teachings, things like that, and even mental and, and, and emotional things as well. And not only if they don't provide it, because there's so much separation within the churches, if your church isn't able to provide it, you're still not willing to send your members to other churches that can exactly, provide it. Yeah. Like, exactly. like if you're a small church, small church, great. That's, that's fine. And you like, you just don't have the capacity to do these things. Cause you don't have the experts to do it. Like if you know a church does it, you're, mem- you shouldn't be scared that your members go to that church to get help in other ways. No. And, and then it goes into what we've talked about in other episodes. It's, should we have this many churches? Should there be a church in every corner? It's like, yeah. Like, let's say there's a church of 20 and there's another church over here with, that's a little bigger that can provide more things. Is that really the will of God that you have these 20 people over here and you're just not able to provide anything. Yeah. a full gospel for them yeah. when you could just humble yourself, forget about trying to be a pastor or this and that and submit to this and be a bigger impact. So that goes into that, which we're probably not trying to go into, but yeah. So I think as we, as we live in this nation, it's, I'm not opposed. Like I'm a big proponent. We all Christians should vote. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm also a big proponent of, of believing that the government would never be able to live out the biblical principles that we believe in. If they don't find if they don't, if there's no hard reset in the government structure and really having uh, Christ in the center. Um, so I just think, um, as you guys, well, as you're listening to this and new news comes out or whatever decision ends in the future this year and president's uh, campaigns are starting to run or presidential campaigns are starting to run. I think we should view it in the lens of this is a broken system. We go play our part in fixing the system. Remember, but remember it never be ultimate ultimately fixed and never be never truly be able to live out the biblical principles. And it's our duty as individuals so you said spread the gospel, but it's our duty as individuals, as a as a church, in a holistic view, to to bridge that gap and where the this is where the government is, this is what they're providing, this is what the good that they're doing, but what's missing, I think that's where the church should step in and like, okay, government handles this, you're doing a great job, these are values that we agree with, but the things we don't agree, we're gonna step in and bridge that gap to be able to show what the full kingdom uh, living it really looks like. And I think that's yeah, that that would exactly. that's the ideal response. Well, um, community, um, just want to go ahead and say thanks for li- continuing to listen, uh, like and subscribe, um, and like I always say, send questions. We'll love to be able to see what you guys are thinking about, what's on your mind, and really kind of dive into different uh, different avenues that we might not be thinking about that um, through our through our lens and perspective. So thanks for listening um, to the next one. Anthony, thanks for being always with us. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Take care.